Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Travis and Sliwa, Duran and Yates. Happy Wednesday, kiddos, here at 710 ESPN. Last program of the 2022 calendar year. Crazy. The end of the year, so we're sort of, what we're going to now, recap some of the uh, big moments of the year in Los Angeles. I know that this time of year gets people kind of wispy and nostalgic for things that have happened over the course of the previous 12 months. And, uh, you know, there was a time when I was really big in the year-end lists and, like, ranking this, that, and a third. It's always kind of a fun way to take stock and look at, you know, what's happened over the course of the past, you know, whatever year that we've existed. But Emily and I were talking about this before the show, Beto, and, you know, there hasn't been really that many great sports moments in L.A. this year. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say the top one is the Rams winning the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Um, simply because that was kind of obvious. I think there were a couple different elements to that. Number one, it, we are the home of the Rams, so that was a big deal for us. Number two, um, I, I thought it was cool because they won it at home. That was yeah. like sort of – like that's, you know, that's happened, what, twice in the last three years in the in the four years in the NFL and it had never happened before? It used to be this big holy grail that we'd all be like, oh, my God, maybe the Vikings can make it and they can win it in their dome, like whatever. Nope, happened twice. Bucks did it and the Rams did it, which was like, I guess it's old hat now, but still um, quite a cool feeling. Obviously, Emily, you were a big part of that broadcast for a while, and so that was a good moment. What do you remember most from the Rams winning the Super Bowl in 2022? You know, the fact that I was there. Um, yeah. Because for so mm. many years – I was so cynical about NFL coming back to LA. And I've said it many times that the NFL for me left when I was in junior high. And the Rams sucked. The Raiders sucked because they were trying to leave town. So their games were blacked out here in LA. So you wouldn't even see the home games because there was nobody going to the games because the adults knew what Georgia Frontier and the Raiders organization were trying to do. They were trying to get a new stadium. They did, and it worked out for them, right? For the business side for those teams. So. I, you know, you would always hear, oh, there's going to be a team in L.A. I don't know how many projects there were. Me living in Carson, the Hacienda was going to get built. You know, Farmer's Field here in downtown L.A. where you you heard so many false promises and you knew as I grew up in the business that L.A. was just getting used as a pawn to build another stadium somewhere else. Right. When you're watching games like Carolina, Jacksonville, they got teams. Why? You know, like and being from L.A., you get that attitude of, oh, well, we don't need them because what happens? DirecTV comes along and you yeah. start watching every game and you have friends who become fa- friends of other fans of other teams. So when L.A. got football back and the Rams were there and Amanda hired me out to be J.B. Long spotter, I was working on the broadcast. I'm like, this is cool. Right. Then you start seeing. Jeff Fisher's team get booed on during the holidays. You're like, oh, man, maybe football should have stayed away because they suck, right? This is bad. And then McVay gets hired. So to see the whole progress of going from having nothing to being inside SoFi and just to see the stadium come alive for Super Bowl. And, you know, I've worked a lot of amazing things in my career. And working in the Super Bowl has always been a dream to work it in your own city. That was awesome. And then just the hell of a game, too. Just the game back and forth. You know, I've always heard that Super Bowls are very corporate. Yeah, they are. All the big championship games are very corporate. You're not getting the hardcore fans. 
But I made sure that day at SoFi to walk around before the game and go to the very, very top. I was in the 500s up there. <laughs> wow. And Because you know that's where the hardcore fans are going to be at there. And it was true. And you know, you had the hardcore fans who, who stuck with the Rams no matter what, who, oh, they're, they suck this, they're the Lambs, blah, blah, blah. But to see them, the reward for them, you know, like like Henry Ramirez, a good friend of mine who's listening, Razo, who's a big fan, they, they do the tailgates, they get after it. And to see that was cool for the city. Because I've always said over and over, I love when L.A. is winning. Not necessarily that I care about the team, but for the city because you see it come alive. And that was cool. And to win it in your own stadium, the way that you beat the Niners, the way that you beat Joe Burrow, that was just cool to see, man. Absolutely. Emily, you're a part of the broadcast squad. What was it like for you in terms of following that whole team in that season? It was really cool because it was my first year with the team. And so, oh, you know, the first time experiencing that. It was <laughs> awesome. just really cool. But I love that their, each of their playoff wins was, like, very distinct and very – it was just so cool to watch them – almost be inevitable at the end. So it's like the first, they blow out Carolina at SoFi, great win. Then they almost lose Tom Brady. And then we also thought that they put Tom Brady into retirement you know, on that last <laughs> drive. Where I they, remember they come that. Back. Yeah. It was great, except for he came back, obviously. But at the time, it was really cool. And then that NFC Championship game, you're going against your team that you can never beat, that always beats you, especially in home. And the place was full of Niner fans. Everyone, And then everyone was kind of solid walking out of it at the end. It was very cool just to see, like, okay, this team is inevitable. And then I was also in the 500s, but I was in the auxiliary press box for the Super Bowl. It, said, it, felt, it felt like it was the face of the sun because of how hot it was <laughs> in, the, in SoFi that day. Um, but And I almost fell down a flight of stairs uh, trying oh, to get to it. But, uh, yeah, it was not fun. But it was such a cool thing just to be yeah. there to watch this team win that and on the way that they won it. And it's just – it's very cool. I mean, obviously this year sucks, and this year was not anything – what we had last year, but it was very, you know, I, I wouldn't trade that for anything. Right. You know? For me, the memory of that Super Bowl was very interesting because it was one of the first times where I felt like I was really a part of something as a as an L.A. resident, but not as an L.A. resident and a sports fan, but not necessarily as a Rams fan because, you know, they played the Bengals, obviously, in that Super Bowl, and I, I went to college outside of Ohio, outside of Cincinnati, and so I got a lot of friends who were Bengals fans, and one of my buddies was like, dude, I'm coming to Los Angeles. I'm sleeping on your couch, and I'm going to the game. And I was yes, like, love sure, it. that sounds great, you know? And so he came out. We had a blast, showed him around a little bit, and we went to some of the Bengals' events. Like, they had official tailgate parties and stuff. And I just remember thinking, like, you know, this is kind of why I'm here. Big sporting events that no matter who's involved, people are going to enjoy them. And I didn't go to the game because I didn't want to deal with that, but I did go to a local establishment around the corner where there were a lot of black folks watching. And let me tell you, being at a bar when that halftime show played oh. with a lot of old black oh. folks from Los Angeles around my age, yep. that alone was an experience in a half. They cleared out an entire dance floor in a place just for people to groove during halftime, and it was so much fun. And so I remember that season for being specifically about that Super Bowl being a moment that brought a lot of people together in Los Angeles. Yeah. That was really cool. The halftime Sec- show, seeing it come alive from the press box, I'm pretty sure you saw it too, Emily, from where you're at, where – you're, yeah. They clear the field, and all of a sudden you see the pieces coming through, and you're like, what are they doing here? And you're guessing this because they're in commercial on TV. Like, wait a minute. That's the freeway? Is that the 110? Is that a map they're doing? And you see yeah. the Impalas <laughs> coming out. And then this is a establishment. Tams. Tams Burgers, the spot to go to, and they have that in Compton. I'm like, oh, man. They went to the details right there. And then the music was jamming. And that was one where, you know, the stadium employees, you're supposed to be, 
just watching, right? You're not supposed <laughs> to do anything. The, the, the ushers, the employees, they were grooving, they were jamming. It was a big party, and it, you couldn't get mad at them if you're if you're their boss. Like, damn, this no. is history right here. Come on. And it right. was cool. It was just a big party, and to see it come alive from the press box, that was really cool. I forgot all about that. Yeah, that was a, that was a good time. One of the other things that went down, of course, was LAFC winning yeah. MLS Cup. That was a huge deal, not just because of – for a couple of different reasons. Number one, the match itself was nuts. Okay, yes. like if you watch yes. that actual game, you know what kind of heart palpitations you had. Just seeing things go back and forth, Bale getting on the board. There it is. I mean, and you know, obviously, you know, home of LAFC here again as well. I'm yep. not just bringing this up for you know personal reasons. I mean, this is this was a, this was a big deal. But though we've been to LAFC games together, yeah. you know, the community has shown love for that team for so many years. You know, what do you remember from that? LAFC, uh, another word, just to see it come alive. Uh, a good friend of mine, Marco Palio, when LAFC got announced three, four years ago, whatever it was that they got announced, right? He's like, look, Beto, this is going to be a big deal. I'm like, all right, a second MLS team in LA, do you really need it? You have the right. Galaxy. And then you see the construction of the Bank of California Stadium, and Marco like, dude, it's going to go good, because he would give me the details of what uh, season ticket holders were getting. Like, sure. this is going to be our color scheme. This is going to be our uniform. I'm like, wait a minute, they're going black in LA? That's always smart. Black and gold, okay, the color scheme. Then they were doing the pops around LA, but they weren't at the beach. They were in the streets. They were in the city. True. And you see them developing and getting after it. Now, I, you know, my daughter plays club soccer. You see the LAFC has the color schemes where teams aren't saying they're LAFC, but they're LA soccer club or there's something. And you see teams taking their color scheme or their logo kind of stuff like that. And to see them win in that match, I, that's a game where I'm like, damn it, I wish I, I had a credential. I wanted to go. I tried to sneak into it, couldn't get it. And I'm like, I always find a way to sneak in via credentials. <laughs> it might not be through ESPN, but it might be through Betovision.com or something, right? Like, <laughs> no, they shut me down. I'm like, damn. And that was where, okay, I'm going to watch this no matter what. And for the fans that are there, the diehards that have been with them, Day one, 32-52. And the most happy I was was for our man, Dave Denholm. Dave yeah. Denholm is a mentor to me in this business, the voice of LAFC, uh, you know, from Cleveland, one of the first guys I met when I started working here as a overnight phone screener, board op. And I'm like, Dave, I think I want to be on air. Gave me great tips about it. Never said no and always been supportive. When he got the job at LAFC, it was amazing. When he had the calls, I'm like, that's awesome. Awesome. Like you can hear the good emotion friend. for him. And then Mario Ruiz, our good friend, was with him, the producer LAFC. extraordinaire. Yeah. Uh and I'm you know what? I'm still mad at Cappy. He had a chance to go to the game and didn't go. Well, that's Cappy for you. Yeah. So he's I got, anyways. He's got a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, but I'm gonna so. keep it positive. I'm gonna keep it positive. So shout out to the thirty two fifty two, all the supporter groups, everybody that's out there. And if you've never been to an LAFC game, go. It's a party, it's an event, and it is just cool. Last but not least, sort of good and bad on this list. Of course, the MLB All-Star Game was in L.A. this year, and it was— No, that you know, was the Clinton Yates All-Star Week. That was the Clinton <laughs> Yates All-Star Week. A lot happened that week. We had a big event out in um, West Covina for the softball game and all that. But, you know, it was an interesting day. It was very hot at the ballpark, because yeah. people forget. There's a reason why they don't play games at 5 p.m. in California, <laughs> because it's <laughs> it's the surface of the sun, as Emily would say. So a lot of people learned a lot about. But then again, of course— you know, something that I think was pretty special to this station, which was that Vince Gully passed this year. Yeah. And, you know, we were all at a company dinner. I remember this like it was yesterday. Yeah. And the news crossed, and we said, hey, why don't we get on air? And a bunch of people got on, and we talked about the life and legacy of Vince Gully. And so, you know, while every memory this year 
in Los Angeles of sports may not be the biggest, grandest thing in the world. Got a couple championships out of it and got a couple of experiences out of it that reminded everybody why we do all of this in this town in general. Vince Scully is the kind of guy that if you've ever had a run-in with American sports at all, he has crossed your path, he's crossed your desk, he's crossed your heart, he's crossed your brain, and on a lot of levels he's crossed your soul. And so for this to be the year that he passed away, I think you know, a lot of people – Oh, a lot of what they do to that guy, Beto. I think you know what I mean. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, he was your soundtrack growing up. And it doesn't matter if you're from L.A. He was the voice of NBC baseball for so many years. And yep. he was the voice of golf. And he, you know, the catch, you know, the diner fan. Like, he, he was a big, big star in this country uh, for many, many years. And the nicest. I, it, it's, I would see him at the Dodger press box at dinner. And did I ever have a conversation with him one-on-one? No, because I was too scared. But would he come up to you and say hi to you, hi, and how is your day going? Like he may not have known your name, but he knew what your role was and what you were doing. And I always say this over and over, and people, are like, how does Vince Scully know all these notes? He about the players. He must have this great research department. No, because even at his late age, did the work. This is what I always tell people: if you want to be a broadcaster, do your own work. And yep. four thirty, five o'clock, when the scouts are upstairs having their dinner before they go down to their seat. Who's having dinner with them? It was Vince Scully sitting with the scouts, getting one little nugget. It might have been the 25th player, and next thing you know, he's telling this fantastic story about a kid from Venezuela, how he traveled on the bus 18 hours. It's not in the bio. It's not in the media guide. It's because Vin was doing the work. So just the nicest, and I always remember, and I said this that night he passed away, where his routine where they played the national anthem, he would leave his booth for the last time, and he would walk by Nancy B. Heffley, uh, who was playing the organ at the time, and he would hum the national anthem, right? And that was his way of getting ready for the broadcast because humming is great to, for your vocal cords to help it stretch and everything else. And like like he was a singer ready to perform an opera, and that's what it was. Just, I can't say it enough, the nicest human, man. Just, like, I don't have any pictures with anybody. There was one picture I took where we're in a group, and he's there, and... That's the one where I, I knew I could have said, hey, Vin, can I get one by myself? Absolutely. <laughs> Come on in. I just couldn't do it. Right. Yeah. Heck of a year in 2022 for L.A. sports, and we couldn't have done it without you guys as listeners. So Absolutely. coming up, we're going to take some more correspondence from you guys. There's a lot of tweets. We'll get in on the live chat and see what you guys got to say. It's Travis Sliwa, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
You know what that means. Let's let it ride here a little bit, Taylor. Let's hear the lovely dulcet tones. Travis and Sliwa. Duran and Yates. 710 ESPN. God, I love this song. Absolutely. I would pay money to see somebody sing this or say this poem with an orchestra behind them playing the full song. How great would that be? Anyway, you know the deal. Raiders. Raiders. Things not looking so good for the Raiders right now. Headline, Raiders are benching Derek Carr and turning to Jarrett Stidham as their new starting QB. This is a big deal. This is a small deal. This is every deal for the Raiders. Why? Because in April, they gave this guy a $121 million extension, Mm -hmm. Beto. Okay? Mm -hmm. He was their guy. Everybody was watching him during hard knocks. Everybody thought he was the leader. They traded for a wideout that he went to college with just to appease him. Now they're benching him. Stidham has only thrown 61 passes Beto, he's never started an NFL game. Tell me your level of shock at this commitment from the Raiders away from Carr towards excellence. So immediately I go to my group chat where yeah, the, Raider, the the delusional Raider fans are at. <laughs> oh, and, I, and I just said, Carr benched, and they responded, in fantasy? No. <laughs> Raiders! Wow. Oh, how yeah. Unlikely that is. Uh, end of an era. Tank for Caleb. Here we go. Like it's uh, It's on now. And you start seeing it like, okay. Derek Carr, league leading, 14 interceptions, had three of them on Saturday night. Uh, yeah, Raiders are a mess. And right now, if you want to get Raider fans in turmoil, there was the people who were on Team Carr, against Team Carr. You know, it yeah. doesn't matter. So you're looking like – so when I saw the breaking news Emily sent to us, like, all right, who is this backup quarterback? Because if you got Jared Stidham – Stidham. If you got him knowledgeable in, the, in your brain, you got some issues, or you, you went to Auburn. So who is this guy? He played at Baylor, went to Auburn, and you scroll way down on him, and you're like, wait, he was with the Patriots? Oh, his three right. seasons with the Patriots, Josh McDaniels is offensive coordinator. Of course, McDaniels is going to go with the guy that can help him save his job eventually, right? Let me go with familiarity. The guy who knows my system, right? And I'm looking at Paul Gutierrez, our friend from ESPN, who covers the Raiders for ESPN, and his tweets are coming through. What do you say? Derek Carr isn't even going to be there. Chase Garbers is going to be the backup. I'm sorry, who? Chase Garbers. I am not familiar with that human's work. Yeah. So McDaniels is going as far away from Carr as possible. He's not even the backup so, quarterback. So Carr is going to be inactive on Sunday is what you're saying. Essentially. You're, wow. not, you're not going to suit up three quarterbacks. Give us a phone call, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Raider fans, what are your thoughts? Oh, Because okay. let me tell oh. you my thoughts quickly. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Chase Garbage, let me give you the update. Yeah. Local, Corona Del Mar High School, oh. home of John Ireland. Oh. He went to Cal. How about that? He uh, graduated with a BA from Cal in political economy. Smart guy. Got a graduate certificate in business administration. Well, maybe he can run the team because that's what I was getting ready to bring up. The Las Vegas Raiders oh, right goodness. now, arguably, and, and I don't, I don't mean to say this in any sort of sort of Pollyannish kind of way. There are a lot of franchises in the NFL that have real problems. You can look at the one where 
my hometown is located in terms of like oh my actual existence in America. But yeah. from a football-specific standpoint, the Raiders are the most dysfunctional team in the league. I mean, what are we talking about here? you got a brand-new stadium that people love going to. The Gruden situation, Emily tells me they still owe him $40 million bucks. That guy's not even involved with the franchise well. anymore. McDaniels re-signed a new contract this past offseason for four more years. Reminder, Josh McDaniels has never been successful as a head coach anywhere. He got one luck-up situation in Denver, and ever since then, people have been acting like he's some sort of a soothsayer when it comes to reclaiming projects and for teams. Not even close. I already mentioned the amount of money that they're paying Derek Carr. Dude, this is bad. Like, this team was supposed to be a contender Mm -hmm. three years ago. They were supposed to be good two years ago, and people thought that they could be something this year. None of that has happened. Not even close. I feel bad for Raider fans. I'm not even. Ah, don't feel bad for Raider I fans. I do. No, because Raider fans are delusional. Ninety nine. That's fine. All fans are delusional. Yeah. No, no, and but Raider that. fans are super because they're like, "Don't talk bad about us." Well, your team sucks. Like well, your your yeah. team is bad. You know that it's a mess. That's and, that's not what I'm saying though. But no, what no, I'm but saying yeah. is that they actually had talent and they, they had a do. situation and they that wasted the talent. Yes, it's wasted. You're looking at it. You're making the. Trade, get some guys. You have a beautiful stadium. You have so much promise, so much opportunity. And this is what the Raiders do, right? This is what they go two steps forward, one step back all the time. And so right now, McDaniels is saying it's an opportunity to evaluate a younger player in Stidham. Yeah, that's That's what your season is. That's what your season is. An opportunity to evaluate a younger player. So McDaniels, who comes from the Bill Belichick coaching tree, which is no good at all. Which is is putrid at best. So now, hey, uh, I'm going to save my job because, hey, we need to evaluate. So let me see what's going on for next year. Uh, Is this team going to be better next year? Absolutely not. Well, who okay? Well, who do they become in the market for a quarterback for? Like, what? How do, How does that work? They, I, I presume, they save a bunch of money. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Car gets cut. Oh, ah, there we go. Baker Emily in Vegas. Dynamite drop in. Oh, yes. All right, that would be a show worth watching. I would love to see that. And because you know what, you're right. That's actually a good football call beyond the personalities and the place matching up. He's a guy that's kind of in between. You know what I mean? The Raiders are a team that. Look, you're not going to get anybody that actually is going to the first place they want to go to if you're talking about bringing somebody to Las Vegas. And Mayfield is a guy that's proven he can do it. He has had a great couple games. Maybe not great couple games. He's had an exciting couple games with the Rams. And that's not that far. Dude, that's not a bad idea, Em. I like that. Or Baker, Reagan, Mayfield. Tom Brady. Or Aaron Rodgers. There have been rumors of Aaron Rodgers for years to go to the uh, okay. to Vegas, and there's been rumors Tom Brady going back to a coach that he knew in the Patriots, the GM that knows him from the Patriots. Those are all things that are out there for Raiders fans. You know, I, I do think that the Tom Brady that would be thing, such a Raider move. I, I, I think, but the thing, the Tom Brady thing to me. That's a season away. If Brady was going to go to the Raiders, it needed to happen last season. Yeah. After he, you know, after they didn't, you know, I, I don't think that after what's going on, Tom Brady doesn't look like he belongs in the NFL anymore. No. Um, and I don't think that that's a smart thing, uh, you know, for them to try to try to pursue right now. Um, eight seven 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 ten ESPN eight seven 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 ten ESPN. We could take some calls on the other side if you're on hold. Stay on hold. We're going to do a little factor cap, but the Raiders Ugh. are struggling Ugh. big time. Travis and Sliwa, Yates and Duran, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. 
With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Hey guys, it is a fact that the Raiders are a mess, and we will definitely talk more about them in the next segment. So we're going to take a little break from the Raider talk, So, but if you have thoughts on the Raiders, if you're a Raider fan, please call in. We'll take you to the other side. If you're on hold, please stay there because we will get to you. So this is the last show before uh, New Year's. So my first factor cap, New Year's Eve is the most overrated holiday. Clinton, factor cap. This is a complex question oh. that I'll take in a couple ways. I'll say it's fact only because not many people do it correctly. New Year's Eve is actually a really fun holiday. New Year's Eve is, in fact, to me, as far as like things that get my spirit moving, quite high on the list. The problem is that the people who want to go out and party on New Year's Eve act like total jerks and do it the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? Like New we Year's Eve is that. not the We issue. all did that. Oh, bro. Again, DJ D-Bag spinning, <laughs> spinning dubstep nonstop. No requests. Come, come, come cry with your girlfriend in the corner at the table. We all know that night. We've all had that night. I'm just saying that like it doesn't have to be whack. It just often is, and that's the issue. So yeah. that's a fact for me that it's overrated, but it shouldn't be. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do for this New Year's Eve right now. So who knows? Uh, it's uh, it's a cap. It, it's fun. Okay. It, it, yeah. I like it. it. Is it amateur hour? Absolutely. Is it debacle? <laughs> Absolutely. Do I dwell in that and I live in that? Absolutely. Do I push it up? Absolutely. So in my 20s, absolutely I was out there being that guy. I was in Vegas and, you know, waking up in the sports book at yeah. seven in the morning. Tonguing down strangers. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, leather pants. Woo! Come on with me. You know, like, yes, it, the hard rock, <laughs> uh, Y2K New Year's with my boy Super Steve. Absolutely. Have I talked to those guys ever since? Absolutely not. Because it was just a mess and trying to, f- buying a pizza uh, in front of the Bellagio. I mean, all that good stuff in Vegas and when you're in your 20s. Now, Wow, nine o'clock, bro! I I saw the ball drop in New York. Right, I'm good to go, right? It it it's cool. It's as long as you're surrounded with good people. And not too long ago, Amanda and I and Ben Lyons, we had a good New Year's at some bar. Oh, that we had ben, a very well, memorable on, yeah. New Year's. That Ben rented out a bar for his friends, and I think Fergie showed up. Yeah, Just Fergie and Josh. Such a Ben wow. Lyons. Ferg, kind of I'm thing. sorry, Fergie, as in Fergalicious yeah. definition, make the boys yeah, go crazy. Yeah, and the best part again, was ben she was on the TV at the same time doing <laughs> wow. like the New Year's Eve thing on the TV, yeah. and she's like, "Oh, we recorded that a long time ago." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it, awesome. it was cool, but that was where Ben rented out the bar, and you knew everybody in. 
in there and it was cool people. So Damn, we had a I good need to time. Text yeah. Ben. yeah, yeah. These years ago. Uh, I know, but I'm saying. But that was cool to go and see that. And my I think my favorite one though was probably nineteen ninety eight. At the Palace in Hollywood, Richard Blade was spinning like an 80s night or something, and I get blamed for a breakup. You know, I'm the one that gets okay. told, oh, yeah, because you let him get like that, Bethel. You know how he is. He's not even 21. Why is he drunk? Like, oh, okay. I, It'll distract. My answer was, that's your boyfriend. You know how he gets? <laughs> wow. It's like, but you enabled him. I'm 20. How am I buying drinks? He had a fake ID. So they break up on New Year's Eve. They're crying. And supposedly I left her behind. Oh, well. She didn't get in the car. How am I going to leave her? Wow. Amanda, what do you have planned for New Year's Eve this year? See why I love and New Year's? And is this factor cap, Amanda? Um, yeah. I mean, it's definitely um, fact that it is the most overrated holiday. But since I was a child, typically my New Year's is spent up in Big Bear with family. Um, which is usually always fun, especially now because my niece and nephew are older. And so they want to do the whole like stay up late kind of thing. But it's just, it's pretty much like, you know, play games, you know, have some drinks, make some food, super chill, family time. Yeah. Taylor, what about Taylor you? is yeah. Is the, is the traveling nurse going to be bringing a New Year with you? <laughs> no plans so far, but uh, Cap, I think it's properly rated. I like New Year's a lot. It signifies the end of the holiday season that can be kind of long, drawn out sometimes, and new beginnings. You know, right. my birthday's right around the corner. I love New Year's. Nice. Okay, I think that's a good call, Taylor. Correctly rated, depending on your situation. I will say quickly though. CNN has decided that they're not letting their anchors drink on on Ooh. New Year's Eve anymore, which is a major Wait, mistake. Wait, that's a thing? That's a major... Bro, is it a thing? What is a thing? The canceling or the drink? No, no, drinking on TV for CNN? Bro, what do you think these... Have you never seen CNN on New Year's Eve? No, no I'm watching... The legend of Don Lamont is like... 95% based around what he does on New Year's Eve. These guys get really? tanked and just start yelling at people. I just watch Channel 7. You don't see Chris and that's it. Bro, no, 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 no. So here's the thing is that the news came out that CNN was going to say, hey, tone it down on New Year's Eve. And Seacrest, my professional idol, he came out and was like, yeah, it was probably chill. And other people were like, hey, Seacrest, why are you messing this up for us? <laughs> Drinking on air is the one thing we actually like to do during the actual holiday. So, Wait, so the anchors, like the professional button up, hey, let's go the, to the Please primary. tell me you don't know this. No, you I know don't this. know this. Yes. I'm not, I don't watch- Anderson Cooper and Don Lamont don't and know those various people. other I don't, people. I don't watch political TV. If you saw that, it's not political necessarily. If no, CNN faces, is a political TV, right? If you it's saw news. their faces, you'd know who they were. Well, I mean, I know who they are. And Don- yes, these humans get drunk on television Stop every it. New Year's Eve. It's the best part of New Year's Eve. Like hammer like, Thirty yes. martini and everything. Yes. Damn it. Blitzed. That's what I get for watching Seacrest. Damn it. It's the best. Anyway, so I just wanted to point that out that I'm very disappointed <laughs> in that. That's the kind of show you and I need to have. That, well, this is what I was going to say, Amanda. We should do a drinking show at some point, even if it's just for the internet, even if it was a live show. That's just a personal opinion. Well, we can do it right now. Okay. No, I'm, I'm at home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we can do a streaming one. Yes. Yeah. If if it was uh, a live show, that would be fun, like New Year's Eve live, Beto and Gates. I'm just saying. Let's go. Go on. Um, I'll send you a clip, uh, Beto, of, of the CNN stuff. And please. I'm, I'm yes, someone who please. I like to be well-rested going into the new year, so I just go to bed early because I'm, la- I'm lame. Okay. You're in your think. 20s. Come that on. That works well, though. I mean, that works hey. well because you can at least watch a ball drop, like you said. Or yeah. I guess well, you're on the East Coast, so it doesn't work the same way. But here, yeah, I watched the ball drop in New York. I'm good. Moving on right along. So I'll be flying home on, on New Year's Eve. All Smart. right, so um, I'm, I'm going to have us replay this clip that we played earlier in the show of Luka Doncic last night after a 60-21-10 night. So, Taylor, can you hit it? I'm going to 
Yes, so he needed a recovery beer after he just had a historic night. So of all the NBA players you would want to party with, it would be Luca. Beto, Patrick Cap. Oh, Cap, I'm not partying with him. You, you know how many other dudes in the NBA could get after it? The rule is always party with the bench players, the bullpen guys, the backup quarterback, because they know everything because they can go incognito, and you never know where the party might go. Okay, so that's 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 not a bad rule. I don't hate that, but this is this is fact. Luca rises above. Have you ever seen Luca in public, like when he wasn't playing basketball? Oh, Luca's in the club, burning heaters, talking to chicks, slamming bottles, just like any other guy his age would be. All right, Luca is absolutely an exception to your rule, Beto. I would one hundred percent party with that guy. You mentioned that he played in Europe. Obviously, he's European, oh, yeah. bro. Those European guys, those dudes are grown men. <laughs> On the party circuit, long before they're grown men on the actual basketball they court. You gotta learn how yes. to burn both ends of the candles. The Luca New Year's Eve party, if I get an invite, I will not be inviting you, Bethos. It's apparently you want to hang out with bench players. Oh, I'm wait, going wait, wait, hold on. You didn't say it was a New Year's Eve party. I'm just if saying. If it's a New Year's Eve party, I'm going <laughs> with Luca. <laughs> Proverbially. <laughs> right. Because that's over no. the top. We know we that. We love Luca. I, I can't imagine what that guy's like, you know, if you're part of the entourage and in his section. We gotta go with him to Spain. Perhaps. Yeah. Oh, I'll man. go with his mom to Spain. Hey, oh, Taylor, what about you? I'm joking. <laughs> uh, this is close. This cap for me. I think Luke would be fun. You know, my twin AR would be fun too. But yeah. I'm going to go James Harden <laughs> just because I want to oh, see what a, oh, a let night. Let me turn the mic off. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see what a night in the life of James Harden looks like. There's rumors that he might go back to Houston, and some people think it's because of the nightlife. He also lives there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. you know, he so. lives there for a reason. James Harden is a very good answer. Excellent yeah. answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this one, I'm going to go to Amanda first for this one. So you would compete on a reality TV show. Any reality TV show, you would compete on it. Amanda, fact or cap? Uh, I would say that's cap. No, thank you. That's it? Beto? Yeah, I'm not. I'm just not like. No, I don't need that in my life. Wait, well, is it like a like a survivor like? Okay. Or are you, you talking too, about so like could, Real Housewives, like that stupid stuff? Like, what are we talking it could be about? Like, here? but is that a competition? It could be like Love is Blind. No, well, you say be, competition, so that's a different. Yes. Is it like Amazing Race style, or is it like a love yeah. show? Beto, we could do Amazing Race. Race. See, yeah. I would do. I would. I guess. Get I would me do away from like anything that. relationship, and I'm yeah. in. Okay. All right. I guess I would do that too. Yeah. All right, we, you and I an amazing race. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we, we work do well. It. I would Except definitely we're both do, broken. Yeah, I would one hundred percent do a reality show. Compete? I don't know. Like, like, what's it called? Survivor? If I got to be out on some Borneo island getting emaciated, that's not for me. But you would like, do the dating ones. You do like love absolutely is blind or those. Would. Maybe not love is. I'd do the Bachelor. As I'd long as Clinton's the for ma- sure. As long as he's the only guy. That's garbage. No, 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 no. That's not, <laughs> no, 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 no. You're the one but making listen, the decisions. Your you boy have... can win a bracket. All right, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, right? yeah, but survive but, in advance is something that is on my resume. But the, when you have other dudes, I don't like it because you're not going to get enough FaceTime. I need CY to be listen, the focus of listen. the show. I'm here for you. We, the brand is the big CY. Bethany, let me tell you something. I ain't worried about getting enough FaceTime if I'm competing against a bunch of other. Oh yeah, these chumps they can't hang. All but right. I want it all about you. I don't want anybody in your atmosphere right because well, i'm your hype guy with the town in the back yeah 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 i appreciate that can i quickly revert back to our last question though because oh. one steve mason has sent a text message with oh. a picture of him amanda who is this other person in this G- uh one of my best friends jamie maggio okay yeah, uh, hello jamie maggio so yeah, it's a picture on the road with the clippers right now amanda mace and jamie maggio and they both are wearing happy new year 
headbands. Oh, yeah. I took the picture. Yeah, Beto was the one that actually <laughs> took the picture. Beto, I don't remember Mason being there, Beto and I was sober because I was sick. Yeah, Beto was our savior that night. He was sick, so he he was on cold medicine, so he wasn't drinking, so he was responsible for the rest of us. Wow. This, and apparently there's Mason a story there? from the end of the night where oh, we were details. walking out and some guy dropped his cell phone and I stomped on it with my heel. What? Yeah, I don't remember this. I was a sober one. I don't remember you this. Were, you were the one walking us out to the Uber. Wow. You were the one that was I mean, very Mason. responsible oh, for the rest of us that Yeah. Night. You know who else was there? Tina Servacio. The yeah, Knicks, Tina was, was a, there. Nick's yep. sideline reporter. Tina was there. It was such a Ben Lyons um, Arash party. Arash was there too, wasn't Shocker. Arash there? Oh, Arash. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Yeah. Even if he Shocker. wasn't there, he was there. I mean, Mace looks like he's had a night in this picture. And it, it might have been 10. <laughs> yeah, Mace was not drinking, but he was. Got it. You know. Okay. Are there any more, Emily? I just wanted to. I just wanted to bring that up because this picture is too good. So. <laughs> it's all good. I'll have just one more out here. So, best gift you could receive is cash. Taylor, Fetter Cap. Yeah, pretty hard to beat cash. Fact. <laughs> Clinton. <laughs> um, hard to beat cash, but cash is beatable. Just saying. Flowers. You know what I mean? no. <laughs> no, not flowers, sir. At least not ones that bloom and go in bouquets. Lego uh, flowers would be great for you. Lego. Okay, everybody's yeah. making fun of me for the Lego flowers. I got a lot of love for the Lego flowers in the streets, okay? People like the calm and soothing elements that they bring to a certain situation, a.k.a. my kitchen. All right. Um, I will not be harassed for my Lego flowers. I, I just don't understand grown men playing with Legos. Leave them alone. It's, it's just like whole grown men who world. play with train sets and grown women who had, I don't know, doll sets back in the day. It's just something to do. That's all, Amanda. Uh, cash always works because I need some money, bro. So I'm working on this holiday. <laughs> Amanda? Amanda, yeah. You're, we're waiting. Yeah, I mean, cash or like a vacation somewhere. You know, if you want to take me to Maldives or uh, Fiji or something like that. You can't go. That's too far for your back. <laughs> you're, 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 My you. old broken body. Yeah. What about a handmade gift that's well thought out, though, Amanda? Ah, okay, that's like- still not better than cash. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, color me mine. Easy. Wow. I know what I'm getting, Amanda, for the next birthday. <laughs> Legos. Coming up, oh. we're going to talk more about the Raiders on the other side. It's Travis and Sliwa, Yates and Duran, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Travis and Sliwa, Yates and Duran, we're out here recapping the year. It's the last program of 2022, and we got some breaking news across the wire at the time, which is that the Raiders are ditching the services 
of one Derek Carr, which is a borderline shocker considering how much money they're paying him, considering what the expectations were when they signed him to that extension in the offseason. There's some questions about what's going to happen going forward, but as of right now, Jared Stidham, yes, that one, is going to be the new Raiders starting QB, and the backup is going to be an individual named Chase Garbers, who Beto is very familiar with as of 30 seconds ago. Yep. And uh, Carr is going to be inactive. This is, needless to say, the biggest deal of the season for the Raiders so far in terms of from a transaction and a personnel standpoint. Let's get to the phone calls, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Jacob in La Puente, you're on with Beto and Clinton. Raider Nation member here, have the tattoo to prove it, but uh, it can't get any worse. And to everyone <laughs> saying, oh, my God, uh, they're, they're just benching him. You know, it's two games left. I think people need to realize that although they signed him to an extension, if they cut him before February, I believe, the cap is only going to be $5 million. Hmm. So I think they're really going to look long and hard. Do we cut this guy loose? Maybe go get uh, Baker the touchdown maker. Maybe throw some money at Aaron. Maybe throw the whole world at Lamar Jackson. But uh, I, I think it's fi- this is a year or two. had to be done two years ago, but yeah. now it's about to happen. Jacob, day. what would be your preference at quarterback from you as a fan of Raider Nation with the tattoo to prove it? I think he's gone. Yeah. Jacob's uh, gone. Alas. He, that was his uh, mic drop. Well, oh, my know, bad. J- Jacob makes good points, though. About I missed the that. Cap, right. sa- uh, cap saving, whatever you're going to do with it, it was too late. It was a reasonable Raider fan call. I like that from him, understanding what it is. Like, yeah, like his time with the Raiders is done. He's not going to dress. He's being shut down for the rest of the season. Um, it, I'm looking at some of the tweets and the guys covering the Raiders out there, yeah. and they all make a good point. You're the coach, McDaniel, and you say, we want to evaluate Stidham. You're going to go evaluate him against the Niners on Sunday <laughs> who have a monster defense, who have everything rolling. What are you going to see? A kid get slaughtered all over the field? Like, what are you really going to evaluate? Just say, you know, mind you, coaches are going to do their coach speak, and McDaniel's going to do what he's going to do, and he's there talking, this, this, and that. But, dude, give the guy a chance, man. Give yeah, the guy it's, a it's, chance. It's, it's, it's not exactly a situation where you are set up to succeed for Jared Stidham, who's a dude that's been kind of around the league for a while. <laughs> Why uh, people don't know, but you, you know uh, Jason Jones. He covers uh, NBA for the Athletic uh, from Long Beach, but he lives up north. He's a huge Raider fan. I go back with and forth with him a lot. And Jason, uh, his tweet right now: just tell him, tell us you don't want him to get hurt and have to pay him. Like that's exactly it. If a car gets hurt, you got to pay, right? So shut him down oh. and don't m- let him get on the field anywhere. So the idea here is that basically they're keeping him, is what you're getting at, but no. they don't want to. Yeah, keep them on. The, keep them healthy for the rest of the season. Then cut them because if you cut a hurt player, right, it, it's different with the cap. Yeah, you have to pay a different amount of money. Yeah, eight seven 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 ten ESPN eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. Ruben in K Town, you're on seven ten ESPN. Yeah, hey, how's it going, guys? What's up? My thought is that the Raiders are just cursed, man. Because if you look at it, different players, same result. Different quarterback, same result. Different coach, same result. Now they switch cities, same result. Raider football, losing season every year. Thanks for the phone call. Well, I, I mean, yeah, that's 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 one way to say it, which is that they just don't know what they're doing, which is another thing, Beto, uh, that I think a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of most NFL teams actually don't know what they're doing. Uh, here's this uh, tweet from Tashawn Reed, who covers the Raiders in Vegas for the Athletic. Uh, by sitting Derek Carr eliminates the risk of injury. And the team being on the hook for forty point four million over the next two years. 
So that's why. Okay, make, make so sure. let's let's if he let's doesn't get up, hurt, <clears throat> let's add up the math. The forty point. I mean, not to go too far into this, but forty point four over the next two years, or you cut him next year, and you save what? What was that? Twenty odd million, thirty odd million. Yeah. I mean, like those are two separate questions, though. If you're sitting him from an injury standpoint to make sure that when you get rid of him, you know, I mean, the idea here is that they're getting rid of him either way. No. Yeah, so Carr signed a three-year, $121 million contract. Only $25 million was guaranteed. Uh, if the Raiders uh, opt to move on, it's only a $5.6 million dead cap hit. So, okay. Yeah. So, But if he gets hurt, it's extra $40 million. If you get hurt, you're on the hook for it. So the presumption here is that he's going to go either way because yeah. the season is out of pocket and he's got to go. Fourth game that Carr has missed in nine seasons, the first time he'll miss a game, not due to injury. You know, Derek Carr is not a guy that I think is necessarily a bad quarterback. I just don't necessarily believe that whatever they had going on with the Raiders was going to was gonna work for him. I actually kind of like Derek Carr. I mean, if I think about some teams around the league where he may end up. Um, yeah, he could play somewhere. Let's just say, you know, you know the name I'm thinking. I hate to do this, but, I mean, I, Washington comes to mind. If the Wentz situation doesn't work out and um, Taylor, you know, if the, let's say that team doesn't make the playoffs this year. they got to win two games to get into the playoffs. That's the kind of franchise that would absolutely pluck some dude that was used to be a guy for somebody else and try to sort of stay in between the idea of drafting a quarterback and getting a real veteran. Um, so I think that Derek Carr could make a lot of football teams in, absolutely. in, uh, in, in this league for sure. Absolutely. You can Aaron see him playing. I would not take him on the Steelers, so that's that's one thing. You would not? I, I trust. I would not take him on the Steelers. Why not? I would rather trust Kenny, Kenny Pickett to do something because I think I'd. Ra- I, I've seen what Derek Carr can do, and it's back to mediocrity. Me, mediocrity. I think that take him on the Colts, take him on the Commanders, and again, I don't think he's. Yeah, a, you're not going to take him on a team like the Steelers that have a young quarterback. Like yeah, right, right. Years. That's what I mean. And also Pickett and Carr are kind of similar type of players, if we're being honest, in terms of how they go about it, which is why you wouldn't do it. But yeah, you're not going to if you have a guy that you believe in. No, but how many quarterbacks around the league are the guys that are not aged to the point where we all know who they are? Or we don't have any idea who they are. I mean, look at the Titans. Look at some of these squads that are just like the quarterback is at question. I think Carr is a guy who could step into another situation and actually be pretty good. The Raiders, though, man. I, bad news. Like They, they stay in the news. <laughs> they, they do stay in the news. I'm trying to decide if I would rather have Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers be the Raiders quarterback next year. I think I would rather it be Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is a little closer to still being able to produce something in this league that can actually create a winner. And I also think the idea of Rodgers with all the whatever, homeopathic healing or whatever he's doing. Perfect for the Vegas desert. Perfect for the Vegas desert. You know what I'm saying? This guy could just transition out into his like – you know, I don't even know what those people are called, but he can transition out into that life after football. The shaman? Or you could, or, uh, you, shaman. That's exactly what I was looking for. You go to the shaman quarterback. You know what I'm saying? He's got big billboards all over Vegas. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Outside of all the dispensaries, you can say, oh, yeah, there's Aaron Rodgers. You take some wacky bus Man. out there. I got offered a chance to do that uh, in Mexico when I was there recently. N- not that I would, but they were talking about this. And the guys were just saying, look, we're, we're, I was in Monterey. They're like, okay, about an hour out of here. In the mountains, we take you out there. We have this shaman that'll show you around. It'll cleanse you. It'll take you down into your deep demons. I'm like, why do I want to see this, right? <laughs> my demon is like a bottle of tequila and, and a couple uh, bottles of wine. Like, I, I know what I know. My vices are like, no, your deep dark secrets, and it'll cleanse everything about you. It's what Aaron Rodgers been doing. I'm like, you know what? Aaron Rodgers ain't having the best season right now. So I'm <laughs> cool. I do not need to see this right now. Anything that has a precursor of it's about an hour out in the mountains, 
count me out. Yeah, that's Riverside. I don't even want to go to Riverside. Count me out. Do we want to take this one last phone call? Yeah, Let's go do be it. therapy. 877-710-ESPN. Willie in L.A., you are not a Raiders fan, but you want to talk about the Raiders. You're on 710 with Beto and Clinton. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. No doubt. Uh, so, yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a Jets fan. Um, and Zach Wilson, Derek Carr both had crappy seasons. Derek Carr had him in fantasy, and I uh, actually dropped him because he was so horrible. But, <laughs> you know. Well, it's personal for I mean, you. That, I, yeah, I mean, but I also think that a, a lot of these teams, not only the Jets and the uh, and the Raiders, could do a lot better job of getting an O-line to give the quarterback some time. Because a lot of, you know, the everyday fan, we, we don't look at every single aspect of things. We just try to blame the quarterback, blame the coach. Well, yeah. But, if, you, you know, if, if you're not set up in a position to do well, you're not going to do well. So I feel like... From what I've seen from Derek Carr, he he never really had a lot of time to throw the ball, much like Zach Wilson. Um, and there's the dy- dynamic part of it, too. Like Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, they're able to scramble out of the pocket and make something happen when the play is dead. But I just think he doesn't have enough help on the O-line. And uh, he do- I mean, it, you gave him a few weapons, Devonta Adams, and uh, I think the O-line need- needed a lot of work. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Is that a way to get in some weird Zach Wilson appreciation from that guy? Like, wh- who is clamoring for the, the Zach Wilson fan club? By the way, that guy is having a week and a half in his family. Talk about moms. Theme Man, of the look show at this you, week. bro. Look at you, you. Have you. Are you familiar with his moms? Work? The whole story of what goes on with Zach Wilson. But you're going on. Right. Are, you, are you familiar with Zach Wilson's mom's work? <laughs> hey, coming up, uh, Mason in Ireland. Uh. I'm just saying. <laughs> No, she's she, she's bro. online talking constantly about her son playing football. Bro. It's a whole thing, bro. It's way that's that's another reality story. Coming up, we're going to talk about the most disappointing sports moments of the year in Los oh. Angeles. Oh. That's next. Oh. That's why Beto's here. It's Travis and Sliwa, Yates and Clint, Yates and Duran. Excuse me on seven ten ESPN.